Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What an adorable looking dog, my mother said as she picked up the DVD case from Walmart's bargain bin. Don't you think it's cute, honey? I was about six years old at the time. I remember desperately trying to peer over my older brother's shoulders as she showed him the front of the box. It wasn't until he enthusiastically nodded that she thrust the DVD towards me. What do you think, Josh? Should we get it? My mother asked kindly. The sight of the cover made me shudder. I had expected some sort of cartoon. Instead, there was an older, balding man in a cheap dog costume. Even in my young years, I was not fooled at all, but the ramshackle patches of shag carpet that were stitched together to give the impression of a golden doodle, maybe? It was so poorly done that I couldn't place my finger on the breed, but it was supposed to be one of those dogs that kind of looked like fried chicken. All around the creepy-looking dog man were dilapidated and worn puppets. None of their styles particularly matched. It appeared as though the dog man had harvested these old puppets secondhand from various sources, and it didn't look like his standards for them were all too high either. The sad puppets wore dollar store quality birthday garb and held on to the strings of balloons that sagged pathetically. Who? Who is this man, Mommy? I remember asking, trying to distract myself by staring at the price tag listed as $1.99. But inevitably, the dog man always beckoned my gaze back to him. Well, sweetie, I assume that's Bingles. What do you think? Should we get it? Now, I don't remember exactly how the rest of the situation played out, but I do remember crying. That DVD's cover really spooked me. I couldn't understand why my mom thought it was so cute. I still don't. After my tantrum, we left the Walmart without the DVD. Or so I thought. You see, my brother had slipped the case under his shirt as we left. Bingle's birthday bonanza made it home with us. Once my parents found out, my father was livid. He slapped my brother around a bit and kept yelling that there'd be no thieves in this household, Alfred. My mother was equally as upset, but kept trying to calm my father down, attempting to use the cheap price as some sort of mitigating circumstance. It didn't work. My father took the DVD and said he intended to return it the next day. As I saw him storm off into his study, the creepy glare of Bingle's eyes locked with mine. A chill ran down my spine. I mean, it 
could have been my imagination, but I swear that Bingles was nodding at me. Now later that night, I woke up to the flashing light from the TV. My brother was sitting cross-legged in front of the screen. The low hum of the Xbox could be heard alongside the muffled words of the low-volume TV. I watched from bed for a few minutes. The DVD case laid open on the floor. The bald dog man was on the screen, with a wild and excited look in his eyes, like a man possessed. Hey, Alfred. Thanks for telling me your name. It's very important, since we're friends now. Can I call you Al? Bingles asked with fervor. Yes, Bingles. My brother whispered enthusiastically, trying to keep his voice down. All right, Al. Al, my pal. I love your red hair, Al. And by the way, do you want to come to my birthday party, Al? This time, the camera panned out to show the birthday festivities. It looked as though Bingles had set up some sort of cheap plastic lawn furniture in the woods and placed all the dilapidated puppets around. There were two empty seats and a gross-looking cake on the table. And when I say gross, well, I mean disgusting. There were insects crawling on it, chunks missing, as though torn out by hand, and growths of what could only have been mold speckling the areas not protected by icing. Of course, Bingles, my brother responded, but I'm grounded. My dad says I can't see my friends for a week. But Al, we're not just friends, we're best friends, right? Bingles began furiously twitching his mouth and licking his lips, like a starving man sitting at a luxurious banquet. My brother Alfred simply nodded. Best friends always find a way, right? Bingles stopped mid-sentence and sharply turned his gaze over to me. His too-wide smile turned into a scowl, his lip trembling with rage. I was paralyzed both by the reality of Bingles talking to my brother through the TV, but more so by fear. Bingles had a look of sinister intent in his eyes. I didn't know what he had in mind for my brother, but I wasn't about to find out. Josh? Are you awake? You should meet Bingles, my brother said excitedly. Mustering up my courage, I stormed out of bed and turned off the Xbox. My brother began to scream at me, and within moments, my parents were both in the room. My mother attempted to comfort Alfred, to stop his screaming. My father's face twisted in rage as he saw the open DVD case on the floor. He removed the disc from the Xbox, returned it to its case, and left the room without a word. I remember hearing my mother say, Shh, it's just a cartoon. And she gently ran her fingers through Alfred's crop of red curls. And I thought about saying something, speaking up about how clearly it certainly wasn't a cartoon. But I decided to stay quiet. It hardly seemed necessary anyways. The next morning seemed like any other. The sun rays came in through the slits in the curtain 
and my mom's knock at the door signaled it was time to prepare to get out of bed. I felt bad about last night, so bending over the edge of the top bunk, I turned my head to check on Alfred. But he was gone. His bed was made as if it had never been slept in. The only thing out of place was a small note on his pillow. I grabbed it and ran downstairs in a panic, hoping that I'd see that my brother woke up early and made his bed, you know, to impress our father. But my hopes were dashed when I saw only my father at the table and my mother in the kitchen. And quickly, I gave the note to my father. With a sigh, he put down the morning newspaper and focused on the letter. Gone to Bingle's birthday bonanza he said out loud before calling my mother over. Hey, take a look at this, Maggie. My mother's face turned white as she began to scramble about the house yelling after Alfred, but it was no use. After a few moments, my father sighed and stood up. He began to check around the house too. Inevitably, they knew he was not home. He's run away. It's because of yesterday. You shouldn't have hit him. My mother yelled. Listen, Maggie, he can't have gone too far. I'll call the sheriff and I'll see if I can't get them to put out a search. My father said with an apologetically, All this is over some creep in a dog costume. What? You mean the cartoon? You can't seriously be blaming that right now. Cartoon? My father muttered under his breath before picking up the phone and calling 911. I got the day off of school, at least. My father said it would be better if I had gone in, but my mother wouldn't let me out of her sight. We spent most of the morning searching for Alfred. My dad kept musing over his disappearance. All the windows and doors were locked. He couldn't have locked them behind him. Honestly, Gerald, let's just focus on finding our son. The search was fruitless, though. There was no indication as to where Alfred could have gone. Upon our return home, not a word was spoken. We ate cold leftovers, and I was sent to bed early. The next day was Saturday, so I was home with my parents. My mom went out to search more with the neighbors. My dad took me out to run some errands. We sat in the car in silence for a few minutes before I asked where we were going. Well, we're going to make things right, my dad said as he pulled something off the dashboard and threw it in my lap. I looked down to see the cover of Bingle's birthday bonanza, but something was very different. Bingle's looked more like a dog now, more animated. One of the puppets was in his mouth, chewed to shreds. All the other puppets had looks of terror on their faces. As I scanned the changes, I spotted something that caused my heart to sink. One of the puppets, sitting at a table behind Bingles, had curly red hair, and it looked just like Alfred. Dad? I said, pointing to the puppet. Nah, I know, son, it's creepy. I have no idea why your mother wanted to pick it up in the first place. It's almost as though she's seeing something that we don't, he said, not taking his gaze away from the road. 
No, Dad, it's Alfred. The car came to a screeching halt as he snatched the DVD case out of my hands. Now, my father was never a very emotional man. He wasn't very open about his feelings, at least not with his family. But then and there was the only time I saw him cry. Desperately, he tried to fight back the tears. Uh, it does look like Al, doesn't it? He muttered. Within a few minutes, we had arrived at the Walmart. My father spoke to the lady at customer service and explained the situation. They took the DVD back, and that was the end of it. The search was renewed twice, lasting almost half a year, but they never found my brother. It's been 15 years since I've seen him, or Bingle's horrific face, and I've almost forgotten what my brother looked like. So... Why share this story? What's the point? Well, you may think that I'm just venting or that it's all some made-up ploy to scare you or even gain sympathy. For all you care, it is. But the reason I'm sharing this story, sharing it now, is because I was in Walmart just the other day and a little girl was having a tantrum. Now, normally, I wouldn't pay any heed but I couldn't ignore it when I heard her scream. But I want to go to Bingle's birthday bonanza. She waved the DVD wildly in the air. Now, preface this next part by saying that I'm not an impulsive man. I don't do things in the heat of the moment. And I'm certainly not brave. But when I heard the name of that accursed dog man, I saw red. I raced over to the screaming child, slapped the DVD out of her hand, and I stomped it to oblivion. I can't tell you for how long I kept stomping for, but by the time my arm was grabbed by a stout blue-clad employee, the child was long gone. I thought about explaining myself, but frankly, I felt somewhat embarrassed. I did feel vindicated too, but... It didn't last long. As I was marched towards the exit, I glanced at the DVD bargain bin. I saw Bingles, no longer animated, no longer half convincing as a dog. A chill ran up my spine. A helpless six-year-old, once again. It was as if time froze, and all I could see was the cover of that accursed DVD. There were dozens of them in that bin, and my heart sank as I took in the rest of the details. Stuffing riddled the ground around Bingles. The mangled puppet in his mouth had a familiar crop of red curly hair. <laughs>